This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? This is Phil from Ghost of Night sitting next to Travis. What's up, Foxsticks? Hey, we just want to let you guys know you're getting ready to listen to the next episode of Ghost of the Night. But unfortunately, we had a little bit of an issue with our audio. It basically, in the immortal words of me, got all fucked up. Yeah, some our audio guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, or there His was name's a, Phil. No, there was a ghost that fucked with all our knobs. But the that's ghost okay. In the night, fucked up ghosts in the night. Fuck off. God damn it. No, but be sure we. I did the best I could with it. So, cut a little bit of a slack, but. It's up. It's a great episode about the BTK killer that Travis did. I did just want to scrap it. So I would have been so pissed if we it's had to out. record that. We, uh, I think we got the audio issues fixed, so the next episode will be even better. So you got anything else you want to say to the fine listeners? Uh, Chris Rock didn't deserve that. We'll get to that definitely on the next episode. So here's the BTK killer. Welcome to episode 175 of Ghost in the Night, a paranormal and a true crime podcast. Tonight, we're going down the true crime rabbit hole. As always, I should introduce myself. I'm Phil, and as always, Travis is sitting to my left. Tonight, we are doing BTK Killer. Yes. We record these live on YouTube, so if you're listening to this after the fact, during the week sometime on your ride to work, you can join us at youtube.com slash ghost of the night, and you can join these live like the wonderful people in the chat, like Gregory, who's on vacation and could not miss us. Yes. And Jenny and it does look Gonzo like and fucking green screen. Joy, everybody who uh, joins in the chat. One quick uh, house cleaning, house cleaning thing. Uh, we've been talking about there's going to be a midweek episode. What the fuck Wednesdays? I like it. We'll do that. But Wednesdays, it's going to be at nine o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, no, let's do eight o'clock. What the hell? All right, we are getting started now with the BTK Killer. Thanks for everybody joining us. Uh, as always, follow us on all the Instagrams, the uh, Twitters, the Facebooks. Oh. Get the notes out. Like I said, Travis is going to be doing this episode. We are so thankful everybody's here listening to us on YouTube. I got to drink some out of my giant water jug for a second. But we are thankful for you guys coming in and joining us on the live stream. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. Sorry, once again. 40 ounces of fucking. It's a 40 ounce of freedom. Yes. Thank God we're not monetized. I don't know how the fuck I haven't hey. gotten us a stun audio strike yet. It's okay. We don't care. Uh, so, Travis, whenever you want, take the get the ball rolling. Everything's it's, I feel like everything Jesus. has to be fucking changed now. Like nothing is the same. Moving the hope the audio. I hope you didn't fuck the audio up. I don't think so. How's the audio? Fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. Love you. Um, BTK no. killer. Where are we yeah, at? No, it's not even paint. We're not breathing in paint fumes. I'm breathing in we're just a high copious on. amount of fucking quickcrete because these bricks did not. We're not going to lay themselves. There you go. Look at that. There's a shadow on my hand. You don't get a shadow on a green screen. No, I don't think. I don't think so. Either. I don't know. I've never used a fucking green screen. Uh, some of my early, a lot of my earlier videos are green screen. All right. So tonight, everybody, shut the fuck up. Tonight, we're talking about Dennis Rader. 
also known as BTK, the BTK killer, the BTK strangler, a real piece of shit, a major douche knuckle, just an absolute monster of a twat bag. Everybody hates him. I hope his asshole falls out. He's still alive, the fuck. And he was ugly. He, he looks like... He looks like the guy that you would ask for a pencil, like, on your first day in the office. Like, if he had just explosive diarrhea and, like, hadn't showered in a couple days. Sometimes. And then sometimes he looks pretty normal. He looks pretty... Like, he just looks like a suburban dad. A dorky suburban dad. But he is still dad. alive. Yes, which, he is. Which, and he's also a complete fucking narcissist because you have to you have to fill out a questionnaire from him so he can decide if you are worth him corresponding with or doing an interview he can eat a big sack of dicks and he's in solitary confinement is that the same fucking truck the truck get a new belt jesus buddy my belt doesn't even sound that bad all right so here we go Dennis Lynn Raider was born on March 9th, 1945, to parents Dorothea May Raider and William Elvin Raider. He was one of four sons, the eldest of four sons, um, to this couple of... I'm sure they were fucking okay people. They definitely weren't as bad as their son. His brothers' names were Paul, Bill, and Jeff. Not that that fucking matters. His dad was a Marine. Doesn't really matter. Um, Raider was born in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And then I saw... It's very close to where Kansas, Oklahoma, and Missouri meet. And I also saw in some places that they say his birthplace was Columbus, Kansas, which I don't think it fucking matters. All I can say is Kansas apparently is the least mo- fucking creative state. That's why uh, I'm from Columbus, Kansas. Pittsburgh. Really? I'm from Pittsburgh, Kansas. No shit. I'm from Thailand, Kansas. Yeah, I'm from fucking Puerto Rico, Kansas. I'm from Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory, goddamn Kansas. Get your shit together. They they won today though. Come up, Jayhawks. Come up with your own damn names, Kansas. Oh shit! Of course, nobody else. Fucking wanted... Saint Peter's win. I have not. I was busy all day. I they didn't... played or uh, North Carolina at like five something. They're like the fifteenth or sixteenth seed. They're like the the dark horse of the tournament. They beat Purdue. Yeah, they fucked up. Apparently, while we're on the subject sidebar, after the second round. Uh-huh. There was not a single perfect bracket on ESPN. There's over 17 million brackets done on ESPN's website. And St. Peter's fucked it up for everybody. They, they said, the, they did the math on it. They said that it was like a 1 in 120.1 billion chance. 1 in 120 point something billion chance of somebody having a perfect bracket after some of the losses and wins. They lost. Damn, I was hoping they'd win. Just I like the underdog story. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the Peacocks. Go figure, St. Peter's Peacocks. I used to, when I was back in the, the day. The Catholic schools named after Cox. I, I, you and know, it has a bunch of young boys on their basketball remember, team. You were too young, but when I was in high school, those white hat, college hats, white, kind of like this hat, but they had universities on it. Everybody I knew had a Gamecocks hat. Yeah. Because it said Cox on it. Or uh, South Carolina. Cox. What was it Franklin University? Because it said FU. I think it was Franklin. It might have been Frampton. Anyway, anyway, that sucks. I was really hoping they'd fucking go all the way just to fucking piss a bunch of people off. So back to uh, Dennis Raider and Kansas not being creative enough to make their own city names up. Um, so most of Dennis's younger years with his family were spent living in Wichita after the family moved there when he was very young. I don't I didn't see an exact age on that. There probably is one. Fuck off. Um and as a kid, he spent a lot of his time in the Boy Scouts and participating in church youth group activities. Case closed. He was in the Boy Scouts. Of course, he's 
And he was You're either a well, serial killer or serial Church. rapist, one of the two. And he wasn't part of the Catholic Church. If it was, if he was, it's a twofer. That that's like twofer. Um, the current day, you mean? Um, so he also, while he was attending the Riverview Elementary School, where he was an average student, and he was really quiet, and they said he was withdrawn, like he didn't really interact that much with his peers and shit like that. But by his elementary school years, he admits that he had already started to develop fantasies of bondage and torture, which escalated into fantasies of tying up girls and having his way with them. And he specifically often fantasized about these bondage fantasies involving Annette Funicello, who was one of the popular Mouseketeers on the original Mickey Mouse Club from 1955 to 1959. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've seen her a few times. I think she was very attractive. Black hair, dark hair. I saw dark black hair. and white. I think she did a few movies with Elvis too. I think she did. Yeah, I don't remember which ones, but she was a very attractive no. woman. Yes. So, um, again, he was described as being really quiet and but polite. Um, and he was also someone who preferred to keep to himself and was uh had a very astute personality, if you will. Uh-huh. So, like he he in, he listened really intently. When other people spoke to him, which, you know, don't you want all your fucking kids to be like that? Let's see how it turns out. That being said, he didn't really show any normal interest in normal shit, like music, stuff like that. And most things that a normal adolescent involves himself with, either in their social life or their personal life. Did he jack off a lot? I'm going to go out on him and say yes. Yes. If he didn't back then, he will get to it. He did later. Um. So, actually, a a former friend of Dennis Raider's said that he lacked any real sense of humor, but he was very focused and studious. Um, sidebar, little add-on, uh, it was said that his parents worked a lot and didn't pay very much attention to him, to their sons, um, particularly him, which led to uh, a resentment of his mother. Which is very, I mean, that's pretty common in these stories. A mother resentment of an abusive yeah. father. Or a parental resentment of right. some sort. So, um, and then as all this is going on and he's growing up, you know, being a normal weirdo, uh, he actually did a really good job of covering up his crazy sexual fantasies. And he, starting at a young age, committed multiple uh, acts of zoosadism. Which, in his uh, particular, particular Jesus, fuck me in the fuck. In his uh, particular situation, was hanging cats in a barn. Normal kid stuff, you know. Oh, I mean, you, people think it's crazy when you like pop the heads off your sister's Barbies, but this motherfucker's going out and like taking. I don't even remember his name. The fucking cat from uh, Oliver from Oliver and Company. The kids' movie that Billy Joel did the album for. Why should I worry? Why should I care? Well, don't piss off your Billy Joel, that dickhead. Which immediately made me think of uh, the Netflix show Don't Fuck With Cats about Luca Magnata. Never seen it. Really? You should watch it. That motherfucker was nuts. Luca Magnata, he was fucking batshit crazy. Really? Yeah, he didn't just out. kill cats. It, 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 he, he spirals. And it's literally just because he feels like he deserves to be famous. 
Don't we all deserve to be famous? No, like, he, like he had a like fucking plastic surgery. Would talk about how like you got to watch the show. Luca Magnata. I can't remember his real name. He was a fucking psycho. Interesting, interesting show, but fucking holy ball sack, dick fuck. Uh, so let's jump back into the news. So Dennis graduated from Wichita State High School in uh, 1963 and starting work started working at a grocery store until 1965 when he moved to Salina to ascend to attend Kansas Wesleyan College, where he was a below average student with bad grades. What is this uh, sidebar? Oh yeah, so after a year at Kansas Wesleyan uh, University with average to poor grades, he dropped out of school and enlisted in the U.S. Air Force. Uh, and that's where he served from 1966 to 1970. He, excuse me, he did his basic training at uh, Lockland Air Force Base in San Antonio and technical training at Shepard Air Force Base in Wichita Falls, Texas. Sweet. We just can't get away from reusing fucking city names and shit here. Well, they're the only one with Wichita. Nobody else. Wichita Falls, Texas. Oh, really? That's what I just said. I was trying. I'm having some audio issues. That's what I'm saying. Like, where's the, where's, are we going to Singapore, Oregon next? Well, there's only one Cincinnati. Are we going to go to, are we going to go to fucking Guam, Illinois? Ooh. Right. Guamanoi. Guamanois. I guess. That's just telling you. So, and then over the course of his military career, Dennis was stationed in Alabama. Um, It just said the Pacific. That's a pretty fucking broad. The Pacific. Just the Pacific. This whole fucking region that involves like over 80 countries and like 3,000 islands. He was there in this this whole region of the of the globe. Um, and Japan, where he was apparently stationed for the remainder of his military career from 1968 to 1970. Okay. So there's that. Um, he also spent time in Korea, Greece, and Turkey, and over the course of his military career. And over the God, this show's going. It's like we get a fancy new, not fucking green screen background, and it's just going to shit. It's all right. So, um, while when he left the the Air Force, he was awarded the well. By the time he left the Air Force, he was awarded the Air Force Good Good Conduct Medal. Good call. Um, the Small Arms Expert Marksmanship Ribbon and the National Defense Service Medal. Good for you, dick fuck. Um, so, uh, when he was in the military, he spent most of his time installing antenna equipment and other random dumb shit, and eventually reached the rank of... I have Staff Sergeant here. I saw a couple other ranks. I even saw, I think somebody, somewhere I saw Master Sergeant, which I don't fucking believe that for a second. Um, so, take that for what you will. Um, so, uh, um, another man who actually, uh, served with him said that Dennis was just a normal guy who just kind of blended into the crowd, which when we get into the depravity of what this dude gets into, Mm -hmm. knowing that about him, it's so, that's fucking terrifying. Like you can be outwardly nuts and be like fucking like spray painting your dick while you're like shooting bottle rockets out your asshole and reading scripture at the top of your lungs out of a fucking bullhorn. That's fine. I can see that. I can go, I'm not going to talk to him. Or I might be like, I'm going to, I want to fucking party with that guy. 
But when you got somebody that does what this guy ends up doing, mm-hmm. and nobody would ever guess it, well, that's it, a good serial killer. That's, a, that's life. Yeah. Like if you're in a bar, mm-hmm. and one fucker you don't mess with is a guy minding his own business not saying a fucking word. Yeah, that's the motherfucker running his mouth, who gives a fuck? Right. He, he's not really 99%, 90% of the time, he's not the one you have to worry about. Right. Same thing with serial killers. It's the one... <laughs> The guys that this blend in, nobody thinks twice about. Yeah, it just depends. You can tell in a bar by the facial expression of the people around him. Right. If it's one, if if you have to worry about it, it's oh shit. And if it's not, it's oh shit. So I mean, but that's that's just life. Or uh, that's just life. Yeah. So after the military, Dennis returned to Wichita in 1970. Um, even though he did still have to serve two years in the reserves after he came home. Yeah. And eventually he settled in Park City, which is a suburb of Wichita. In Park City, Dennis got a job in the meat department of an IGA supermarket where his mom was a bookkeeper. Fast forward to May 22nd, 1971. Dennis married Paula Dietz, who had gone to the same school as him. I don't know. I guess I don't think it's like a high school sweetheart kind of thing. I just think it's, he wasn't it's tapping it in high school? I don't think Wichita's a huge city, is it? Uh, is there huge cities in Kansas? Yeah. Like anything over I would say people? it's... I don't think it's, you know, Cincinnati, Columbus. Cincinnati, Columbus, or Cleveland size, but... Probably, like probably Dayton. Size. Maybe, no, probably, Dayton. probably close to a Dayton, if yeah, I had to guess. Fucking shit now, too. I mean, I could, if you want, I could Google the, and yeah, get the population. I don't think I'll ever go there. Um. So, anyway, Dennis and Paula had two children, Carrie and Brian. Which Carrie actually ended up like she she put out a book and stuff like that, not that long ago. Um, so during this time, uh, Dennis Rader attended Butler County Community College in El Dorado and earned an associate's degree in electronics in 1973. After earning that associate's degree from Butler County Community College, he enrolled at Wichita State University, from which he graduated in 1979 with a Bachelor of Science. In, a made any majored in the administration of justice coming handy down the road eh, i don't know there's hmm, he didn't have he didn't have much of a chance to administer shit down the road of well as far as justice in the justice system more on that later spoiler alert this just in fuck you um so after he left IGA, Dennis worked as an assembler for the Coleman Company. Yes, the Coleman that you're thinking of, the camping. Camping. Gear. Yes, that company. That was the first thing I thought of. So you know, torches, coolers, propane powered butt plugs, uh, see through tents with sex swings. Sweet, my kind of camping. I saw a fucking meme the other day, and somebody it was somebody, some tradesman was working in somebody's house. And they went to do some electrical shit, and they popped one of the smoke detectors off. Mm-hmm. Camera? No. What? It, they gutted it, and there was a sex swing anchor so inside of it. I was like, that's fucking genius. There you go. That's what I'm yeah, talking dude. about. Get yeah. your freak on, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> so he worked for the Coleman Company as, a sim- as an assembler, and then he started at Wichita, uh, working at the Wichita office of the ADT Security Services from 1974 to 1988, where he worked installing security systems as a part of his job. He actually installed a lot of security systems for people who were concerned about the BTK killings. Yeah, he's he 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 played some pretty good checkers, if you will. He knew where to move. Well, chess. He knew where to move his pawns and rooks. He wasn't fucking around. He knew what right he was up doing. The butthole. 
I can't get through this without fucking butthole jokes. I can't help it. So, uh, after, and I'm not just to clarify here. I'm not, there's legal stuff that will come up that is in between all this. I'm just kind of going over his personal life outside of what he did. Let's get to know the man before we get to know the monster. You're setting the foundation. Yeah. So, because this one, it fucking worked out real well. It was a really good job to give a person like this. He also was a uh, census field operations supervisor for the Wichita area in 1989. So, uh, yeah, he got to go around. He just got to walk around door to door. And it was okay because he was taking census stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've, I don't. I think I may have talked to a census person once in my life. I can only think of I remember one being time. around when my mom talked to one. Which they literally like can just stand there on your front porch with your door wide open and ask you questions. Like it's the perfect fucking job for a serial killer. Um, so he after this he became a dog catcher and compliance officer for the city of Park City in May of 1991. Yeah, it was dog catchers. Because I mean, really, all his jobs had to do with the people watching to an extent, or he had this thing with fucking power. He had to have he had to hold power over somebody. And that's just how he was. He he enjoyed all that shit. He got off on it. Because a lot of the people in the office, uh, in the offices that he worked in, said that he was just a fucking nightmare to work with. He was an asshole. Yeah, he was just a fucking prick, which we'll get into now. Um, they said that he was overzealous and super strict and say that he took great pleasure in bullying and harassing single women. Boy, he would not fit in today's society. Uh, one woman alleged that Raider killed her dog. Yeah. Astrid, it's all fun and games till you kill a dog. Yeah. Uh, see, I have two sides of this, or possibly two different stories. So, uh, this is possibly the same story. A neighbor said that she saw Raider fucking with her neighbor and his dog, and when Raider tried to mace the dog, the wind blew the pepper spray back in his face, and after failing to pull his tranquilizer gun, he pulled his actual firearm and shot the dog. So, basically, you picked a fight that you couldn't win, and then you got your ass beat by your own self-defense mechanism, and then you shot a dog for it. I think he just got embarrassed. Probably. I'm- but, well, there's another story about um, one of his, someone who would have been his one of his future potential victims. Yeah. And he, like, he basically would stalk all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, every day of his life, he spent following somebody. He's thorough. To kind of be like, mm, what about that one? Well, you know, you got to scout out your targets. Well, this lady, he found out she had a boyfriend, and I think she lived with him, mm-hmm. but he didn't like that. And, uh, yeah, he kept he kept writing her fucking living citations in- for, like, the grass being too long or leaving the hose in the but, yard and shit like but that. But it was really because she was living in sin. Well, and she, he, if, apparently he even told her if she breaks up with her boyfriend, he'll stop. What a, and she was like, no, fuck you. And a, apparently he had their dog seized somehow and put down. And they just moved out of the area. What a fuck knuckle. Right? God, he's an asshole. Like, man, you just must be rolling in the pussy. Obviously, I hate to jump ahead real quick. Kansas doesn't have the, the chair, do they? Or the lethal objection. Uh, they did not have the death penalty, at least at the time of his conviction. Okay. There has to be a reason this fuck nut's still alive. I know we jumped ahead. Spoiler alert. My bad. No, no, it's fine. Sarah Killer, we know I apologize for my water drinking. It's a, 
it takes a like it really dries you out sitting here and just talking. Yeah, I'm getting you're driving me out too. Now you know how all the ladies feel. I've been told many times for both of us. They're the Sahara Desert after they spend some time with me. It's like when Hugh Hefner would ejaculate, just powder. Um, so Raider was also a part of the Christ Lutheran Church and was elected president of the church council along with being a Cub Scout leader. Those fucking Cub Scouts. And Boy Scouts. Yeah. So and now we're going to start to, uh, again, I don't know why I have that in there, fantasies of bondage and torture at a young age. Remember that? Because here we're going to start ramping up a little bit. So once again... He admits to hanging cats in barns in his younger years. Why barns? Because I don't think he grew up on a farm as far, as far as I know. Why hang them? At least Richard Kuklinski, like, hung two of them by, like, their tails to watch them fight. So didn't have thumb over a telephone or, wire. Uh, uh, Clothes wire. Clothes okay, wire, yeah. But, like, at least, at least there was activity there. Like, you're just going to sit there and be like... While this cat's just flailing around, like, well, he's not as creative as the Iceman, but that's okay. I guess it's just, like, hang, that's the difference between all things. Like, you're not gonna like blow them up or like set them on fire. You're just gonna hang them. The Iceman, but I guess it does. It does correlate with the whole bondage thing. Yes, but the Iceman was professional. This guy was not. Even though I will say he got away with it for a while, but we're gonna get to that. That's definitely gonna show up on the fucking audio. That was my uh, water bottle closing itself. Um, yeah, that's right. Fat people drink a lot of water, too. Um, so um, he also talked about the fact that when he was a boy, he would actually find himself becoming aroused when his mother would spank him. Well, who did get him. aroused? That was a joke. Where's I'm kidding, mom? mother, if you're watching. I hope she's watching right now. I hope you get a shitty text message. God damn it, Philium. I don't like to be spanked. Philium J. Weinstein. I'm not big into pain during sex. The only time I like pain in regards to sexual activity or genitalia is when I pee and it's like razor blades. Well, you know, they make, there's, you need some antibiotics. There's a shot for that shit. Yeah. Watch where you're, watch what you're dicking down and you wouldn't have that problem. I don't have that. I don't have that problem anyway. (laughs) I'm a monogamous man. Yes, you are. And plus, as we all know, I'm saving myself for marriage. I have my whole life. (laughs) God told me to. Yeah, God is going to strike you down. I hope he doesn't take me. Jesus loves me. I hope I, I'm not yes, going. I know. I'm not going down with the boat. For the Bible tells me so. All right. So um, as he, you know, grew older, out of high school, out of college, had some kids, uh, he started kicking around the idea of actually abducting and murdering someone in 1965 and actually went out looking for a victim. But he never really he never went through with any of it. Uh, with these attempts or thoughts at that time. But isn't that kind of common with most serial killers? They I always kind of, have a ramp up. Yeah, they always... I don't even want to say a ramp up. Like a a, a, a plant starts as a seed and, know, they, and then it grows. It takes a while for them to ponder and build up the... Yeah, it's just like Dahmer. Dahmer had that whole thing with that jogger. Right. Where he wanted to kill him, but he didn't. He just, like, he, knocked him out and laid next to well, his didn't body. Well, didn't when he... If I remember right, wasn't that the story where the guy... No, the, the first one, I thought the jogger wasn't... The jogger didn't he? When he finally got the nerve to do it, the jogger didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, the jogger didn't. Yep. Yeah. That fucker got his wife bitching at him about being in the garage or whatever. Right. Saved his fucking life. And he's like, I'm trying to be less fat so you'll love me more. That never works. Trust me. Yeah, clearly, I've never tried. I've tried and hasn't got me shit. Right. 
I'm trying to I'm bloated as shit. I had Skyline last night. It was so good. I've had Skyline forever. Oh, so good. Okay, back to the important stuff. So Skyline. Um, uh, so he also started to break into houses somewhat frequently. Um, basically, so he could just steal women's underwear. Here's the million dollar question. Clean or dirty? I don't know. I know he would wear them. Why? Wow. He would take pictures of himself. In, like, bondage form. Because I'm just saying, shit. if there's nothing worse than dirty female underwear, or male female, or male underwear, nothing worse. Thank you. Um, It's not a fucking green screen. Thanks, Chad, for digging the background, too. Our it hard does kind of look like we're on a green screen. Well, it's because of the blue lights behind us, and it's showing off my back. Uh, it looks like a green screen. Oh, no, this whole, the camera, we, we the camera. We got it figured out, I think. I think we do. My dick is hard. It has nothing to do with this. It's mostly this. I have that effect on most people. Uh, so, um, while he was in the Air Force, we're going back a little bit. Like I said, we jumped ahead earlier to try to lay down the uh, the 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 blueprint of Dennis Rader as in his private life. And now we're going back and we're going to back up through there. Back that ass up, baby. So while he was in the Air Force, he frequently solicited local sex workers and would try to get them to indulge in bondage fetishes, but they all had a point that was too far for them. Let me ask you a question, though. With most serial killers, there's always some homosexuality. Was any of these sex... Did he have an issue with... Not that I read. Okay. I mean, I didn't think so from... There is often... Well, the, the big one that people talk about is a McDonald triad. I forget the guy's name. It's something McDonald. It's bedwetting. Ronald? No, unfortunately. It would have been much easier to take it seriously. It's bedwetting, arson, and uh, basically zoosadism. Or torturing, hurting, or killing animals. Those are like three very common things <laughs> in the serial killer realm. That are There's almost always... Right. At least one of those things as a factor. Because I, you know, from, I don't know, you are the serial killer expert on this podcast. I know nothing about it, really. I have thoughts and ideas, but from everything we've done in the past, there's always seemed to be some kind of frustration based on sexuality. Uh, yeah, I think. I didn't know if this. It, 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 a lot of it. I do think there is a lot of homoerotic uh frustration in a lot of serial killers but i think a lot of it also is just almost borderline i guess what they would call today like an incel you know what i mean (laughs) now we just got to figure out the the i think it's just the desk i think we should just get a straight desk what for why not like we have to be like right here and then if we have to turn we have to turn and we're still on camera but anyway, that's that's something to chop into later. We'll work on it. We'll figure it out. Um, so, but yeah, um, like what they would call an incel today, I think is would describe a lot of serial killers in the past as well. Yeah, like because there's an incel murderer that I'd like to cover too. Elliot something. He's a fucking little twat bag. Well, most of them are twat bags, but God, it's always even this guy. Like looking at him, like yes, he had a military background and shit. But like even looking at like that, this it's guy, the like, Air dude, Force. this dude runs up in this house. If he ran up in here right now, I would beat the brakes off of that dude. I, you know, no disrespect. It's the Air Force. I'd be like, that's I would one beat step his ass above. As soon as I, he was like on the ground trying to get up, and I saw his panties, I'd be like, hmm, I get it now. 
Have a nice night. Get out. Thank every person in the military for the service, but let's be honest, on the scale of toughness, the Air Force is down on the list compared to the Marines. It it depends on what job you do in every branch, too. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's more badass motherfuckers in every branch. But let's be honest. The Air Force, you got to be smart and fuck. Yes. So not not always, but the smarter people aren't always the toughest. It's the dumb some bitches that they send in, you know, frontline guys. And not saying all Marines are dumb, but they are crazy. Yes. They take the shit. Yes. Come on, devil dogs. So you got you can't be the smartest motherfucker and dive head first, jump in front of a bullet. Yeah. But unless it's to save the life of a child. And ninety nine percent of the people wouldn't. But that's a different story. That's a different fucking that's podcast. That's because we live in a fucking stupid society full of fucking stupid people. Not everybody, but there's a lot of fucking selfish pricks out there. Anyway, I digress. So, again, obviously, most of these sex workers would not indulge his bondage fetishes because, hmm, I'm already a sex worker, a career in which a lot of people disappear and get hurt and killed. Maybe I should let this guy tie me to the bed while he does it. That's a great idea. No, they're not going to fucking fall for that dipshit. They're smart. They're street smart. Exactly. And then the ones that would, would only go so far. Yes. Obviously. Like, there's a line. Especially when you want to survive discreets, as they say. I, I agree. Mean, you can't always go hard in the motherfucking paint. You can, but it's, it doesn't paint well. I don't know. I'm just going to start throwing out hip-hop references these bitches love sosa uh party like a rock star it's a hip-hop hip-hop the habit to the hip hip-hop and the adopt the rock you just fuck that all up hip-hop a hippie a hippie to the hip hip-hop and you don't stop a rocking to the bang to the bang bang okay copyright strike I'm pretty sure Sugar Hill Gang's all dead, and I'm pretty sure that no, like, they not. don't even get money off that because they stole like four fucking samples for it. So we don't even owe them money. We owe some other fucking dead guy money. Um, hey, I was around and I'm alive, so. Eh, you were like 46 when that came out, weren't Fuck you? Continue. There's going to um, be a murder on this podcast. So. <laughs> Uh, we jump ahead a little bit more. Uh, Dennis was laid off from his job, and in and, and he was depressed, quote unquote. Okay, he uh he started lurking around town and stumbled upon Julie Otero. And mind you, around this time is when he started carrying his all because again we're hearkening back to these uh these pre it's almost uh, preconceived if you will. Like he already had all these all these ideas in his head for years. He just didn't do them yet. So he was carrying his kill kit, which was like a gun or two some knives and like cords and shit like that to tie people up with. He had one of them on him regularly. Yeah. Well prepared. That's the Boy Scouts. Always well, be prepared. Like Ted Bundy did that. Um fucking Israel Keys actually had kill kits stashed in different states and shit. That's a little bit yeah. too extreme. Israel Keys is a fucking interesting one. We're definitely gonna do that. So that's when he stumbled upon Julie Otero taking her kids to school and he Apparently liked the dark hair and the skin complexion of a Latina woman. Who doesn't? Yeah, right? J-Lo. I'm still Jenny from Yakak. Um, So, after he followed her and her family, he decided that Julie and her daughter Josie were the perfect people to be his first victims. Here we go. So, on January 15th, 1974, uh, Dennis Rader hid in the backyard of the Otero home waiting for Julie and Josie to return home. 
And while he waited, he cut the phone lines to the home. What? That goddamn moth. Damn moth on the Chalupa Cabra. Get him. She's asleep. Um, so he's again hid in the backyard, cut the phone lines, because by like like I said, by this time he's an ADT guy. He knows all this stuff. Home secured by ADT. So he was wearing his Air Force parka in which he had his kill kit that normally consisted of uh, a gun or two guns, a knife or several knives, bindings, and tools so that he could make entry into people's homes. So he was ready. He was actually ready. There's a lot of fucking shitty timing in this in his story. So he was actually ready to leave and abandon this plan because he was waiting for them Mm -hmm. when nine-year-old Joey Otero opened the back door to let the dog out. Now, when this happened, he approached and made entry into the home to find the family being Joe Otero Sr., Joey Otero, Josephine, and Julie, uh, Julia, sorry. Yes, Julia. All there, which he was not expecting. Right. He thought it was just going to be Julia and Josephine. He didn't know the dad or the son were going to be there. And, okay. Yeah. So I, he I'm found, aware of this. Well, he walked in and found four people right. in the kitchen making sandwiches instead of just the two women. Right. Well, the one woman and the one young girl not never even got a chance to be a woman. Um. So since he didn't anticipate that uh, father and the son to be there, um, he told the Otero family that he was on the run and wanted in California. And that he just wanted food, water, money, and their car. And this was his attempt to kind of calm the whole situation down and get him to chill the fuck out a little bit. Right. Which, I don't know if I would chill out at that point. I'd still be like, you're in my fucking house, dick dick knob. Like, what the fuck? Chill out. Put what, the do you fucking want, food? Gun you want away. a PB&J? I'll give you a PB&J and a bottle of Dasani and then get the fuck out. You can't have my car. You cannot have the Skylark. I worked hard for that car. Yeah. Four on floor, boy. So, so stupid. So, um, he then, he led the family at gunpoint, of course, because he was a little bitch, uh, into a bedroom telling them that they wouldn't be hurt if they cooperated. When does that ever fucking work if, for somebody? If anybody says that to you, holding you at gunpoint, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. It's called... I feel like you're better off if they if somebody kicks the door and is like, I'm going to fucking kill you and skull fuck you. Like, I feel like you have a better chance of getting out of that. Well, if they gave me those options, I'll say I'll take death. Only if you skull fuck me first. Okay. There's actually, you know, there's actually a whole different word for that. I forget what it is. But like fellatio. Is well, thanks for bringing it up then. The performance of oral sex on a male and then uh, cunnilingus is on a woman. Apparently, uh, forceful fellatio has its own term. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Yeah, rape. No. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, it just depends on the situation, I guess. But there no is, means no, Travis. But there is there is uh, mouth fucking, if you will, has its own scientific term or vocabulary term. I guess I don't know. If, I don't know how scientific that is. Huh. We'll have to Google that. Yeah. Welcome Somebody to that. welcome to GITN Health Class Sex Education One Hundred One. This is what. Uh, fucking genital warts looks like only the people watching this will think that's funny and even they'll be like that was fucking stupid sit down fatty nobody's trying nobody's trying to see you sift through your rolls to try to find that sad little pud um so again gunpoint to the bedroom 
won't die cooperate uh so what does he do you you're gonna live if you cooperate so what does he do he instantly uh once he gets them to the room he starts to tie them up and then puts a plastic bag over joe senior's head and tied it off with a cord yeah you're gonna survive if you cooperate so it's so it ramps up so fast so little sidebar joe otero senior was a former military man but he had been in a car accident which is why a why he was home b why he didn't really have much of a fight to put up against raider um so because because if you if you've ever seen him and if you haven't look him up he kind of looks like a little nerdy fuck boy which is nothing wrong with being nerdy i'm fucking nerdy phil's nerdy we have our own things we both are it just depends on what you want to talk about. I'm nerdy with shit like this and like archaeology. Whereas if you're like goat, you're like I believe in ghosts. Phil gets that fucking that that tube of lipstick, that little fucking pink uh, Christmas light, like a dog. Which I still want to know if Bigfoot has a fucking an ear and Audi. I want to know a if red rocket. Fucking, yes, I want to know if he's got a dog dick or if like. I would, don't chimpanzees and shit aren't they kind of the same way? I don't know. You're the you're the animal guy. I don't know. I know they have huge balls. I have no idea. I have not spent spent that much time thinking about Bigfoot's genitalia. Yes, you have. Don't fucking lie to us. This is a safe place. We're in a safe place here with our not green screen background. It's not. We literally were like we were. I mean, I literally we took a picture off the wall. Two and a half hours, two over two and a half hours late putting this together, and it's not even done yet. No, we still got pieces coming. Um. So Dennis went to strangle Julia. Uh, now, Ju- is Julia the mom Julia's or the, the mother? Okay, the Josie mom. or Josephine is the daughter. daughter. Okay. So then, while he was doing this, Joe Senior was actually able to chew through the bag that was over his head, and yeah, good man fight for your right to not die horribly while your wife's getting strangled and dennis noticed this after strangling julie unconscious julia sorry apologies he was strangling her she went unconscious he thought she killed her he had not yet because we all know how it works you pass out before you die um so when he realized what that joe had chewed through the plastic bag he put a shirt over his head with another plastic bag and again tied it off, which effectively suffocated and killed Joe Sr. You know, this is what, well, he wasn't expecting. Well, we haven't really told him what BTK actually stands for yet, have you? Oh, bind, torture, kill. Bind, torture, kill, which is his modus operandi. That's his, that's a chosen right. nickname. Right, he chose. He even had a, he even had like a little logo that was like a bullshit ripoff of the, zodiac right kind of but the b looked like titties right but there was no kind of looked like the old acolytes thing like how you know remember the acolytes and like how oh yeah Taker had that logo it yeah kind of looked like that yeah. um but there was no you would think there's always a sexual component to these and to these murders mm-hmm. and we haven't really talked about and there's not a lot of i'm in pat in, for him future murders there is some sexual component, but you would think. Well, there is, there is to this one too. Oh, unfortunately. Okay. But you think he'd make what is his name, Joseph, Joe Otero Senior? Yeah, watch. You would think, but of course, him not expecting him to be there. Voyeurism wasn't really in his mo, though. All right, but, but you know, but the whole torture thing. There is nothing more torturous for any man 
or any woman, I should say. But in this scenario, unless you're a cuck, true. But That's I know real thing. if you want to torture me, it would be doing this and making me watch, killing me last. That would be true torture for me. Mine would be like taking me to one of those restaurants that only serve salad. Yes, whatever. We're going to have to move these fucking bottles. They're annoying. Which one is it? I don't know. It's this one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's famous as shit. It's because, like, he's it's fucked. Yeah, but, you know, I was, that's just my whole weird thing. Of course, like I said, he wasn't expecting Joseph to be there. So it kind of threw him off a little bit. But I would think that would. God, it really does look like a green screen. It does, I know. But it's a, I will not take another picture off. I'm sure shit not taking any letters or the on-air sign-off, because them motherfuckers... Well, we have to turn them off. Yeah, afterwards, but I'm not doing it in the middle of a fucking show, because then one of us is going to have to sit there like a jackass and try to take it down. So anyway, after he redid Joseph Sr. and he died, then he returned and strangled Julia again, and actually killed her this time. Um, He then took (laughs) nine-year-old... I, there might have should have been a bit of a content warning on this one. It's not. It's pretty fucked. There's there's worse ones out there. So then he took nine year old Joey into another bedroom, put him on his bed, and put a plastic bag over his head. And he was already tied up. Put the plastic bag over his head. He then and went. He then went and got a chair so that he could sit and watch Joey struggle to breathe until he suffocated and died. Sick fuck. That yes, that's a whole like murderers are murderers, killers are killers, rapists are rapists. Uh, like they're all fucked. But like it, it's a whole different thing in my mind to to think about like sitting like the fact that you would want to sit and watch a nine year old kid struggle to breathe until they're dead. You know, not this is gonna. I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna. I don't mean it to sound that, that is sadism to that's most extreme form i'm i don't want it to sound i know it's going to sound bad but if you have to kill a child you should never kill a child that is you know i mean make it quick i can understand again again, again, we're not i'm not fucking like saying it's okay to kill kids in any means but if you're going to at least fucking do make it it quick quick. yeah make no suffering you know in this scenario I mean, it's fucked no matter what, but don't make the kid suffer. That's why he should have every one of his pubic hairs pulled out individually and then super glued back on and kept keep pulling them off. I don't even, that's not even enough for this guy. He should get like, I don't know. He should Jumper get, cables to the fucking He balls. should get like a fucking like 18 inch wide dildo covered in icy hot shoved up his asshole Ooh, while, uh, while like a big pen covered in icy hot gets shoved up his urethra oh fuck that and oh then, like shit. and then like bam bam bigelow takes a like a spicy taco bell shit in his mouth i just lost three inches that i didn't couldn't afford to lose so, oh. so what you're saying is now it's coming out your butthole yep so again it, this that joey thing is fucked so after joey was dead dennis strangled josephine unconscious the 11 year old daughter and then when she woke up, he then took her to the basement and told her she asked what he was going to do to her and, you know, wanted, you know, leave me alone. All the normal stuff a fucking 11 year old kid would say after you killed her family. Yeah. Um, and he told her that she was going to go to heaven with the rest of her family. 
So then he goes downstairs, he hangs her from a pipe. Like, actually hangs her from a pipe. Masturbated to that whole scene. Which actually left semen on the pipe itself that ran it went into the ground. Because she was partially... She was... She was partially nude, and I believe her underwear was pulled down to, like, the bottom of her thighs. He didn't sexually assault her. Well, he didn't rape her or anything like that. But apparently he did masturbate to this 11-year-old girl that he hung. The visual of... Yes, who was tied up. Like, he's a real fucking sack of shit. Like, I don't know why this man is still alive. Makes you question. And God. if you're gonna keep him alive, put put him in. He's in fucking solitary. Put him in gin pop and let them like do what they do in prison. Like he, uh, I know a lot of people disagree with it. Like somebody like this fucking deserves it. Yeah, the uh, they, he deserves anything that anybody in prison would the, do. The law of the jungle will work itself out. Yes, because I bet you those dudes wouldn't just kill him off rip. No, they they'd beat be the some shit out of him. Sodomy going on, probably. And yeah. I, and he would have it fucking coming after this type. No, of shit, they would be the one fuck. coming. <laughs> See what I did there? Actually, I wouldn't. If I was them, I'd be like, "No, you just deal with it. You do not satisfy me." So, um, before he left, he stole a watch and a small radio. I think it was a mixture of because he stole panties pretty much all the time. So I think the panties were his souvenir and i think this was just i think this these two these things i think were just a a part of the ruse of uh getting it to appear to be a theft and a home invasion okay um so he also stole their family vehicle and he drove it to a dillard's parked it and threw the keys onto the roof of the store i'm not sure why that seems to come up multiple times he fucking throws the keys on top of the roof of multiple places of stolen cars i don't know why it's not like they can't be retrieved again it's like like what either it's like huh, now you gotta go find them or like what are you trying is that you being a good person you're like i raped and or, well didn't rape but i killed you horribly and in a way sexually assaulted you, but I'm not going to have some psycho piece of shit stealing your car after I'm done with it. I'm looking out. Fucking dickhead. She's really trying to get your attention. We got um, a lot of new listeners or new viewers tonight, it looks like. I don't... Who? Got, I don't Coco's been in here Has before. Jade been on here yeah. before? Well, hello, Jade. Thanks so, for joining um, us again. She, she She's filling you with fucking... Because she thinks I'm funny, guys. or he. I'm assuming it's a female. I'm sorry if I'm misgen- misgendering you. Um... Yeah, before we get into that conversation, I mean, <laughs> um, he walked to his car uh, from the Dillard's parking lot, and he actually went back to the Otero home, parked his car in the garage, and uh, had to retrieve his knife from the backyard, and then he left again. So he's a ballsy motherfucker on top of all this crazy no, shit. I give him credit. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, and then it it actually gets a little more fucked up. So after this, a little while after this, Charlie, Daniel, and Carmen, the Otero's older children, came home from school. I've seen a documentary on this a while ago, yes. And they found their family dead when they came home from school. And Charlie and Daniel actually thought their parents were playing a bad joke. Yeah. Charlie didn't. (laughs) This is even. we We go on further. He thought they were playing a bad joke. And like he ran into a neighbor's and called the cops because the phone line was cut. 
and like he kept telling the cops because his whole thing was he would wait for his brothers and sisters his younger brother and his younger sister to get off the bus and he would walk home with them and he kept telling the cops that they need to find their little their brother and his brother and sister right he didn't know until after he called and after they had been taken to the police department that his brother and sister were also dead yeah because i mean it's a kid you find your parents dead and realize they're actually dead you're gonna fucking either break down right there or you're gonna fucking take off right and go to at least the closest neighbors because he was older he was like 14 yeah 15 i think so and which it was all such a hustle bustle situation you know what i mean you're not used to a scene like this in most towns the police actually discovered josephine after one of the cops was just kind of searching the basement and it was dark and he actually was backing up and bumped into something in the basement and when he turned he that's when he found uh the dead body of josephine oh for that, that would suck major ass yeah that would make a grown man shit his pants yeah Especially I feel like a, you would just have to cry. Especially being a child. Like as a human being, if I found like if I found that whether I'm a cop or not, I feel like you would cry. If you didn't cry then, I feel like that's the day where you like go home and like <laughs> your wife's like, How was dinner, honey? And you like just throw fucking grandma Sue's vase across the room and she's like, Why, Jerry? And you're like, I just can't fucking do it anymore, Marjorie. I can't take all the violence. This goddamn forsaken fucking world we live in. Did you burn that goddamn meatloaf? I swear to God, if you burn the meatloaf, I'll kill myself right now. Can you do that again for me? I mean, maybe not verbatim. Okay. No. Uh, that, was, that was brilliant. Yeah. The Oscars are going on right now. I think you should are get they one. Really? Yes. They started today. I think you. Oh, should, I, I think you just got one. They might be announcing your name right now. Don't thank God. That's I'd like to thank, first and foremost, my Lord and Savior, Jeebus Christmas, and the real D-O-G, G-O-D, S-N-O-O-P-D-O-Double-G-Z, and, uh, and Elon Musk, and etc. Uh. So, uh, let's get back to it. So April 4th, 1974, Dennis broke through the screen door at the home of 21-year-old Catherine Bright. Um, he had been waiting for her to come home for quite some time. Um, and uh, so he broke in with armed with his uh, 357 Magnum and a 22. Right, he's got both ends of the spectrum, baby. Right? Jeez, like, literally, the only way you get any more different, any more off the wall than that is a 50 cal. Which yeah. is the single most like doesn't fucking make sense to carry gun ever made a fifty cal handgun the Desert Eagle oh. like who the fuck it's so pointless I want to, I was bought one one time I, I mean like yeah, they're, cool, oh, they're cool you know shit. what I mean but like to carry there's no fucking point like what are you doing you just encountering like werewolves in Bigfoot like blow the shit out of it like what do you do you take your morning walk through a fucking safari without protection and even then a 50 is overkill for that 50 will do some damage baby could you imagine like if you shot if if you shot a normal animal with a 50 caliber bullet it would be like when fucking Bert shot the the tremors and it exploded (laughs) we have the elephant gun we haven't mentioned tremors in a while I love tremors too (laughs) Oh, man. 
Uh, so where was I? Wow. Uh, so oh, I was like, yeah, totally studio part of this, uh, where we have not a green screen. Fuck. Oh, I hate you. I hate, I hate him so much. Gonzo. Um, so he broke in with his 357 and a 22, but was surprised to find Catherine's 19 year old brother. Uh, Kevin was also there. Uh, he told them the same bullshit story about being wanted in California and he took two of the two to a bedroom at gunpoint where he made Kevin tie Catherine up and then tied Kevin up to a bed in another room. And from what I understand, I believe he tied Kevin's ankles to the uh, footboard or to the bed frame. Just, you know, but these were some scrappy folks. So Kevin was a little guy, too. I think it said like Kevin was like under five, six or maybe five, six and like on her under 150 pounds. Like yeah. he was a little dude. But he was able to fight free from his restraints twice over the course of this whole thing because he went back and forth. Obviously, he went to go strangle the girl because that's right. what he does. And he had to go and fucking handle. Both times, Dennis shot Kevin in the head <coughs> and left him for dead. Yes. Survived the first time. Had to go back, shoot him again. So when Dennis went on to strangle Catherine, she also put up a really good fight, preventing him from being able to strangle her to death. Um, which is why he actually stabbed her multiple times, like under the rib cage, around the rib cage, in several places. Um, and he thought he heard something from the other room where he thought that Kevin was dead to find that Kevin had escaped and had gotten out of the house and run to get help. Yes. After being shot in the face twice. Not once, but twice. This motherfucker got the expert marksmanship. Well, metal or maybe whatever the Kevin fuck. was just a bad motherfucker. He was this big. He had a hard head. Clearly, holy fuck. Well, in 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 fairness to the BTK killer, it was a twenty-two. See, that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't he? If he didn't die the first time, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm not agreeing with this situation. Break out the- didn't die the first time. You've got a fucking 357. You can put down a bear with that fucking thing. Yes, I've had one. I've had one of those. Yeah. Kevin the Oompa Loompa ain't coming back from that one. Just, you know, if you're going to use a 22, kids, kids, if you're going to use a 22, don't. Don't shoot in the head. Shoot in the gut. Let it bounce around a lot. It could just go in and bounce out a 22. Not a lot of, basically one step above a cap gun, which I have one. What, a twenty two or a cap gun? Twenty two. I actually have twenty two handgun and rifle. I actually have two rifles in it. I don't know. One of them AR. Have you ever seen those twenty two ARs? No. Yeah, it's a thing. They shoot twenty two twenty two long. Huh. Yeah. I was like, man, those would probably be fun to shoot, like just targeting. You know, regular AR is, it does, I've shot one. It does have as much kick as you would think. It's, oh, I know, I know they it, That's it, what I'm saying. It's a, like a twenty two LR. Like with the yeah. AR setup, that'd be really fun to go target. Should I shot? I was like, I was expecting it to be a little bit more. You could but... John Wick your way through some targets. Oh with yeah. That thing. Oh yeah. Um, sidebar. Sidebar. So uh, because of this, obviously Dennis got a little scurred. And As he, you should. He cleaned up a little bit and he ran back to the Wichita State University campus where his car was located. Um, Catherine did later die from her injuries, but Kevin survived. Hey, he's bad. I'd be interested. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I would love to see a selfie of that guy. It can't look good. No, I I saw a documentary mm-hmm. on this. Did so, it have Tim it, in it? 
Yes. Because his he's like just recently got his life back on track. And he's going through, I'm sure he's wrestling talk, a lot of demons. Well, there, I'm sure we'll talk about there's another case. Yeah. Down the road. Mm-hmm. But uh it showed a picture of Yeah. Was it Kevin Wright? Yeah. Uh, right. At the hot from the hospital where it showed the holes. I think one, well, I, guess, one I mean the twenty two yeah. isn't gonna leave oh, like a massive gaping. Oh no. It's barely basically like taking a nail through your hand. Well the thing about twenty two, it goes and bounces around. Yeah. That's why you should not I mean, it probably just could have been, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I think one he got shot. Would you rather have that happen, or would you rather get Marv from Home Alone when he stepped on the nail? Oh fuck, that would get shot in the head. Oh god, that was gnarly. Like I'll take the paint cans of the face. I don't know about walking on the Legos and the, fuck the that. Matchbox cars. That's basically like actually that. the worst for me would be the ice on the stairs. Oh yeah, that would be worse. That probably killed me. Or I always wondered who the fuck has one of those big ass torches like you used to burn Danny DeVito's head or Danny DeVito, uh, uh, Joe Pesci. Do you remember that thing? That was a big oh. fucking torch. Oh, like, the... I was looking at it. I was like, "What are you? What is your dad a fucking coal miner in 1914? Nobody has that. Apparently, if it was like an acetylene torch or something like that, I would get it. But it wasn't. It was like I don't even know what the fuck it was." I don't know. Yeah, all right, you got it. Yeah, good squeaky. It's squeaky. Does the ten man need some oil? Yes, it needs a little bit of oil. I'm, I'm, old. Getting, old. I'm getting old, and obviously the mic's getting old too. Yeah. So, uh, um, he actually and Dennis Rader actually went without any suspicion for this crime until after he had been arrested later on, and when he was arrested, the Boy Scout knife that he used to kill Catherine was still in his kitchen pantry kitchen pantry yeah and mind you that he got arrested what 30 years later yes something something to that effect oh we're on to the divider please hold divider break yeah i literally have like twice as many pages on this one as i normally do and we are we are gonna go long tonight aren't we first time for everything um march 17th 1977 dennis convinced five-year-old steve relford right for i i apologize i think it's relford Unless it's Either way. weird, like German pronunciation, and he asked with a picture using a picture of his wife and small child if he uh, had seen them, and after the kid said no, he just kind of followed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he followed the boy back to his house and knocked on the door and told the boy that he was a detective, and was allowed into the house by the boy. He closed the blinds, shut off the TV, and that's when he pulled out the old three fifty seven, the the tray five seven. Walla la lang. Well, he learned his lesson. Lang lang. Listen to my nine millimeter go bang. Don't pull the 22. Shout out to KRS one. Yeah. Shot a guy in the face twice. I I don't think you're going to make that mistake again. We're leaving that one at home from now on. You fucking idiot. You goddamn stupid fucking cocomelon watching piece of fuck. Um, So anyway, uh, this is around the time when Shirley Relford came into the room and flip the fuck out as you would if there was a guy with a big fucking hand cannon standing there in the room with your kids so um then he locked the kids in the bathroom and told shirley that he wasn't going to hurt the kids when she asked him what he wanted he said he was going to rape her yeah he was very straight up with this one being honest uh which was a lie he that wasn't his intention really um, when she heard that, she threw up. So Dennis gave her a glass of water and let her smoke a cigarette. 
to get her to calm down. See, it, very thoughtful. It, it, it is, but I, I thought about it. I was like, it, it kind of makes sense, really. Like you try to, to an extent, control the situation in that regard, so you have less of a chance of less noise and less of a chance of erratic behavior that you aren't already anticipating. Yeah, makes sense. Honestly, yeah. yeah. You want so, it to go as smoothly as possible. Yes, unfortunately. Um. So when he got her into the bedroom, he immediately strangled and killed her. Man of his word. Um. Now, <laughs> he did this by putting a bag over her head and tying it with a pair of pink pantyhose. This That was pretty common. You use pantyhose for... I mean, right. now I know if the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm stealing a shitload of pantyhose because apparently I'm going to make a bunch of rope and I'm going fucking, like, repelling down mountain faces. They're very versatile. To be like, you can't catch me, zombies. Fuck you. And if you need to rob a bank, instant disguise. A zombie bank. Get those Z-Bucks. Yeah. Um. So the kids were able to get out of the bathroom uh eventually that i think he was eight year old her eight year old son was able to get out the door and but dennis was already gone by that time um because he had left because he got startled because the phone started to ring which was actually very lucky because his ultimate fantasy did in fact involve killing all the kids as well that was his ultimate goal but they lucked out. Yes, their mother died, but the kids made it out because of that phone going off. Because it was like, oh, well, what if that's a husband or a boyfriend? And they're like, I'm on the way home, honey. It's night. It's the 1970s. I got a bucket of KFC and a two liter of fucking RC Cola because yeah. it's the 70s. And a two liter will actually last a family of, of five instead of now where it's literally just a fucking drink. Just put a straw in it and give it to me. Stupid. There's nothing wrong with RC Cola. It better be. I like RC. I love I, RC. It's really good mixing mixer. Really? Yeah. I've never. I've, I haven't. Something about the flavor of RC. It mixes very well with alcohol. Um, my grandmother when I used to spend summers with my grandparents. Yeah. You know they were big on the RC, and it's actually pretty good. Of course, this was back. You know, the 40s. Of course, when I was 1840s. Yes, yeah, 1740s. It was like uh, fucking tab. I fuck that tab shit. I, it's not good, but like it, it, it'll get you through in a pinch. No, 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 it won't. I rather. Is there any other ones we're missing? Crystal Pepsi. I never had that. Uh, the clear one. They had the blue Pepsi too. I. I mean, I. I remember, but I've never had. Uh, well, there's another one. Another what? Another soda like RC. That's. Uh, I don't know, but sugar-free Dr. K from Kroger tastes. It's like it has no sugar and it tastes ungodly sweet. Well, I'm sure they they lied. They lied. Uh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, let's talk about stuff. So, Dennis's proudest murder was that of 25-year-old Nancy Joe Fox, which he called Project Fox Hunt. Fox Hunt. Yeah. I do that every weekend. Yeah, but he was at least successful. Um, so, boom, boom, boom. on December 8th, 1977, Dennis parked his car down the street, knocked on the door, and when nobody answered, he cut the phone lines and broke in and sat in the kitchen to wait for Nancy. He was kind of a ballsy dude, but I mean, he was breaking into houses before he started killing people, just to steal fucking women's underwear. So, um, when Nancy came home, Dennis, who was armed as usual, told her that he was going to have to tie her up, uh... For sex due to his quote unquote sexual problem. 
Did he go into any detail? I would say I need some detail on your sexual problem. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if that is that's in mention or mentioning or like hearkening back to his fetish or what. I I, I don't really know. Um. So she told it. This girl, God bless her. She was kind of a fucking gangster. She told him she wanted to get it over with, and asked to use the bathroom. And Dennis told her to come out naked. When she came out, he bound her hands, put her on the bed so he could tie her feet, and then he straddled her, and using his belt, he strangled her to death. But before he killed her, killed her, he let up a little bit so that he he could hear her gasp for air one last time, and so that he could whisper in her ear and tell her that he was the BTK killer. So then she freaked out a little more because she didn't think maybe he's just choking me and raping me. Now she knows, oh, no, he's going to kill me. So he heard that last gasp for air, got her to panic, and then fucking, what is it? I think he said, I think he called it throttling. No, that was choking, strangulation by hand, I think. I don't know, but he put the pressure back on and yanked on that belt, and he ultimately caused this young girl's demise. Um, he did not have sexual relations with her, but he did masturbate. Again, that's a pretty common theme here. Um, then he cleaned up the house a little bit, took some personal items, underwear. Uh, there was semen found in her underwear that I think was pulled down, or on her underwear. Which, yeah. You know. He sure shot at it. I, he did so. So um, Dennis actually called the emergency services himself on this one to take credit, not uh, not to take credit oh, as himself, but as the BTK killer. Um, calling, he referred to her as his seventh victim, and he said, "Yes." They said, "Hello, would you have an emergency?" He said, "Yes, you will find an, a homicide at eight four three South Pershing, Nancy Fox." That's about it. And then they were like, they repeated the uh, address, and he just said, correct. Good job. And hung up. They traced it back to a, a phone booth. Um, and, you know, it was, the, it was a long time. It was the 70s. So, like, they even played this on the news, and he watched it with his wife. But, like, you, you can't, it, it was the 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Phone quality, and then you mix that in with, like, putting it on the news and shit. You're not going to be like, you motherfucker. God damn it, Dennis. Not again. Imagine how hard his dick was when they were talking about it on the news. Because that's what he wanted. He wanted that recognition. He wanted that power. So, um, and then jumping forward, this is uh, more modern. After 2000, 2004, I think this was. He actually sent a clue to, I believe he sent this to a, uh, was it Wichita reporter or something like that? Wichita Eagle, I think was the newspaper the something like that and it was a dark-haired doll with makeup its arms tied behind behind its back with a bag over its head and next to it was a copy of nancy's license Ooh. yeah this is later on when he started to poke at the the police, the police shit again um oh and i actually i gotta jump down a little bit on this for uh this poem he wrote a he wrote a poem about uh poor nancy it's uh, it's called O oh, Death to Nancy. And this is a quote. 
What is this that I can see, cold icy hands taking hold of me? For death has come, you all can see, hell has opened its gates to trick me. O oh, death, O oh, death. <laughs> so stupid. Can't you spare me over for another year? I'll stuff your jaws till you can't talk. I'll bind your legs till you can't walk. I'll tie your hands till you can't make a stand. And finally, I'll close your eyes so you can't see. I'll bring sexual death unto you for me. What is he in eighth grade? And right, he like I, he legitimately thinks like he's just a fucking savant. What does he think he's freaking? I can't think of a poet. He's fucking William Shakespeare. Jesus Christ! I I wrote better than shit than that, and I am non. Bobbert Frost. I am non-poetic. That is one step above. Those are red. He could put out a book, a, a poetry collection, by the likes, by the minds of Doctor Noose. Hey, Moon Units here. Doctor Noose, Doctor Noose. He'll get canceled too. You canceled Doctor Seuss. You're going to definitely. I, know, I still think that's so stupid. So anyway, uh, now we're back to uh, what April twenty eighth, nineteen seventy nine. Anna Williams, sixty three. Uh, she actually dodged the BTK bullet by not coming home on time and he got tired of waiting for her and left. She sent, uh, he actually sent a media outlet later on a package of things that he took from her home along with a, another death poem that I don't have. Thank God. I couldn't, I'd fucking right? suicide myself. If you read another one of his poems. God, it was like. I'm trying to. It, I'd hang myself from the G. Of, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. It's like, like that poem that Stewie from Family Guy sent, read about the squiggly line in your eye. It, oh, squiggly line in my eye. What are you? Why won't you let me look? Why do you run when I try to look at you? Squiggly line in my eye. Or even better, like a better fucking thing would is that guy with the guitar. On the internet, he's a scrrrr. It's all out of tune. He's a scrrrr. I love you, bitch. Scrrrr. I ain't never gonna stop loving you, bitch. <laughs> that is more poetic than the shit that this guy put in. Uh, so, there's the end of the poem that was awful. Um, Dennis actually terribly wrote several letters basically looking for credit and a cool nickname uh talking about how he's sorry that this is happening to science to society and how much of a sexual pleasure it would be it would have been to get to kill the uh the one woman's kids yeah hmm. and and he, he mentions factor x a lot factor x being what's difference between the normal people in society and people like him and Bundy and Zodiac and, and the golden state killer and all that shit. So that's a whole nother fucking level of, uh, narcissism because he's just assuming he's in, go ahead. He's just assuming that he's in this faction of killers because he wants to be basically. Sorry. I know people hate it when you chew ice on camera, but yeah, I, I didn't mean to get the ice. Uh, so, where were we? Okay. Uh, pro we're on to Project Cookie. Yeah, he gave a lot of project names to these. 
So Project Cookie was uh, Marine Hedge, 53 years old. She lived on the same block as Dennis Rader for 30 years. So he knew this woman, saw her frequently. I, you would imagine. Um, so on April 27th, 1985, Raiders snuck away from a Cub Scout camping trip, parked his car at a bowling alley, uh, and then he 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 apparently like swished um uh beer i think it was so that the cab driver would think he had been drinking i'll and, use it like mouthwash yes so he took a cab ride to the house uh cut the phone lines as is tradition and quietly entered her home and hid uh until she arrived home at around 1 a.m after a night of bingo which that's fun i've done it <laughs> It's not fun. It doesn't sound fun. Um. So yeah. Anyway. So he hid in a closet until she went to bed, and when he turned on the bathroom light so he could see, she woke up and started screaming. Shocker. Uh. And he jumped on her bed and strangled her to death with his bare hands. It's a new one. It's a little more personal, I guess. Hey. Uh, he stripped her, put her body in the trunk of her car. And he took the her the car and her body to the Christ Lutheran Church, the church that he was a part of. Um, he covered the windows. He already had some plastic and shit there for covering the windows. I don't know if it was just in case or inside the church. Yeah, because none of this shit was like he he almost never did anything remotely spontaneous when it came to this, this stuff. Well, as any good serial killer should be. Yeah, you don't want to. I mean, yeah, fair. Um. Yes. So, uh, and then he, after he covered the windows, he tied her body up in sexually graphic bondage positions so that he could photograph her, which he also did to himself yes. on multiple occasions. Yes. Those See, were some creepy fucking Yeah, I, I, that documentary I saw. That mask on? Yeah. Oh, those were fucking terrifying. If you guys want to look into this, I'm not big on posting, unless it's a picture, like a mugshot of the killer, I'm not big on posting... Uh, any type of evidential evidential stuff, um, as far as teasers or or something like that, just because it just doesn't seem right, right to me. Um, so moving on, he buried Marine's body in a culvert by the road, which I guess was a very common place to dump uh, dog carcasses. Go Kansas. Um. So, uh. This is an important little side note. The neighbors in the area actually started to think that the killer hid in the hedges around the houses, so they all removed their hedges except Dennis Rager. Uh, that's I know it, it's so minuscule, but that just seems ball like just both stupid and ballsy as fuck. Uh, maybe some red flags should have been going off. Yeah, like that. That just seems like. That that's that's the type of breadcrumb that I feel like would crack some shit the fuck open. Call me crazy. I'm, I would if you and I were sitting outside smoking a cigarette and that was going on around us. You and I would definitely go. You notice that one guy down the street still has all his hedges. I, yeah, I'm, weird, right? So now we're on to Project Piano. Uh, September sixteenth, nineteen eighty six. We have some jump period. He he has some some cool down and chill out periods here. So September nineteenth, nineteen eighty six. Vicky Waggerly Wedgerly. Uh, 
I think it's Wedgerly. Uh, she was actually playing piano for her two-year-old son, which is beautiful. When Dennis, disguised as an employee of the telephone company, was let in to work on the home's phone lines. Hmm. At this time, he pulled his three fifty seven Magnum out and ordered her into the bedroom, telling her he was going to uh, tie her up. Vicky put up a big old fight. Big old fight. Big old fight. Big, making fucking lots of noise, breaking shit, fucking clawing at him, all kinds of shit. And I think this might have been the one where uh, she actually started to claw at his genitals, and it actually aroused him more. Yeah. I was like, God damn, you're on a whole nother level. You're on that German dungeon porn shit. No kidding. Well, I mean, more power to you if you're in a German dungeon porn, as long as it's it's two consenting adults and everybody's safe and happy. But, uh... No. Don't stinky. Um, so... Not, not enough Viagra in the world to get me, get me erect if you're clawing at the nutsack. Yeah, so this went on, and then, I mean, he ultimately strangled her and killed her. Of course. Uh... And then he threw some souvenirs into his briefcase, grabbed her keys, and left in her car. And he actually drove past Vicky's husband in her car while he was driving away from the scene. Huh. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Just being like, man, that looks like Vicky's car. That's crazy. I can't wait to see her. I love her and my child so much. She is the highlight of my life. Hey, honey, I'm hot. Oh shit! Right, like, what do you do? Like, I feel like I would just like turn around and walk back out and just be like, you just keep going back and forth forever. I'd be like, oh great, always blame the husband first. Um. So, well, actually, uh, there was one. I think this might have been one. There was one where, for like eighteen years, the husband was the number one suspect. Or one of no, your- that was a different one. That was uh, that was one that they didn't confirm was him, but they thought might be him, or something like that. There's a whole other like triple homicide that like they tried to didn't I wouldn't say tried, but but brought up like oh this could have been BTK, but they don't know. Hmm. Um, so the murder wasn't attributed to BTK until he took credit in March of 2004. When he sent photos and a copy of her license to a Wichita Eagle reporter with the return address, Bill Thomas Kilman. Right? Kilman. What a Bill, but Bill Thomas Kilman. So it's BTK as well. You fucking douchebag. He was a funny one. You fucking twat waffle you think piece he was of shit. Chuckling to himself as he wrote that out. Yeah, or even I hope thought he's about chuckling it. To himself, and I hope he's chuckling to himself one day when somebody gets their hands on him in prison and just literally kicks him in the balls until now, he's dead. Has has he been contacting I know, the police? Yeah, at this point. Uh most of that started in the two thousands. Oh, was it that late? Yeah. He he did. Like, he had some. He, I, I think he. I believe because there thought, was one. He left a note in. Like I think the first one. I don't know when it was found, but I think one of the first ones they found was in a, uh, a, a book in a library. Well, because I thought I might be wrong here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that when he in his correspondence with the police, you know, kind of zodiac esque correspondence correspondence. And he was he wanted to name himself and he gave Yeah, he, he gave yeah, them BTK the op- was and he but he gave him other oh, options. Yeah. Uh yeah, what was it? 
the garot something right but he like gave all him, kinds of shit he uh, gave him uh, options correct what was the, the the best one was um fuck what was it the there's multiple strangular i can't fuck there was one good one but it sounded like a like a shitty wrestler name kind of uh but yeah he did he did send them a, a, a list Whoa. the garot phantom i think was one of them oh that's just a little stupid yeah the garot phantom yeah he didn't even use a garot really too. right well i mean i mean i guess like i don't know if there's like a but has has he already done this is he known he's known as big btk mm-hmm. so this must he yeah. must have did that fairly early on yeah. right okay uh so we jump forward to january 19th 1991 with dolores d davis is this the long break he took yeah. Okay. Well, no, he already took the long break. Well, it, it, it is a long he t- break. I thought he took like a 16. 16- he took a couple. I thought one of them was like a 16-year break. No, I think the longest one was around seven years, six Okay, maybe years. that's what, maybe it's six or seven. And then this one was, I think, five. Um. So he, in January 19th, 1991, Dennis left a scout's outing and changed into his dark clothing in a church that he had keys to before walking over two miles to reach D's house. He, this was kind of in his neighborhood. He was getting lazy and ballsy. And that's why, um, this woman was, I think 62. The, the later his murders get, the older they get. Cause he gets older. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, yeah. You so can't. he gets worried about young, somebody younger being able to get the better of him or God forbid there's a guy around and, or he's got, like, oh, well, he's 45 now because, you know, 45, you might as well just be dead, right? Well, you know, he, after oh, Kevin's incident where he shot him twice, twice in the head and yeah. survived, I'd be a little leery to go with the young ones myself. Hashtag facts. Um, so he actually had trouble getting into her house, so he threw a cinder block through the patio door. Yeah. It, which Overkill, her, but... Well, her house was... And also, her house was a little more off the beaten path it wasn't like a neighborhood neighborhood where it was very super close to neighbors and shit like that so you kind of get away with it a little more right um when she came running to investigate what was going on dennis bound her hands and spent a few minutes talking to her to calm her down and he told her he was on the run like his normal shit and he was acting like he was about to leave and quote unquote uncuffed her just to tie her up and strangle her with pantyhose yeah and then he wrapped her body in a blanket and put her in her car and then dumped her body under a bridge. Giving these women false hope. Yes. And that mask we were talking about earlier that he would wear in his pictures that he took of himself, um, he returned to put that mask on her to quote unquote prettier up for the photos that he took of her. Yeah. Um this sick fuck. And then jump ahead to October 2004. He actually, I don't, there's not really much on it to talk about really but there's basically a failed attempt at another victim that like he just never it, it never came to fruition for him so it just never happened so um dennis actually sent uh started sending packages to tv stations um he taped one to a street sign like <laughs> he fucking dropped one in a ups drop box a lot of just yeah a lot of just random shit this guy did to try to it's like he wanted the attention right but he didn't he wanted the attention and he wanted the uh recognition he just didn't want to get in trouble for it which is not surprising really you know what i mean 
Um, so yeah, that's, I guess that's one way to handle things. Uh, if that's what you want to do, I, 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 I don't know. Um, but, uh, he, uh, the one that was taped to a stop sign, um, was in Wichita and it had graphic descriptions of the Otero murders and a sketch labeled the sexual thrill is my bill. Yeah. Also enclosed was a chapter list for a proposed book titled the BTK story, which mimicked a story written in 1999 by court TV crime writer, David Lore, who, though, I mean, I just, I, I actually kind of know the name. I knew the name David Lore. So I kind of bookmarked that one. Um, and then July of the same year, a package got dropped into the return slot of a public library, which contained more sh- crazy shit. Uh, you okay, Phil? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm good, man. Fired. It, including that he uh, was responsible for the death of 19-year-old Jake Allen in Argonia, Kansas, uh-huh. earlier that month. Uh, but it was not true. Uh, Jake Allen killed himself. Um he then you know he gets caught admitted that in interrogation he was planning to kill again uh in october of 2004 uh and then in october of 2004 a envelope was dropped to the ups box in wichita it had cards with images of terror and bondage of children pasted to them a poem threatening the life of lead investor lieutenant ken landwehr and a false autobiography with a lot of details about Raider's life, um, and which were later released to the public. And then in December of 2004, Wichita police received another package from the BTK killer. This time, the package was found in Wichita's Murdoch Park. It had the driver's license of Nancy Fox, uh, which was stolen from the crime scene. And a the doll that I talked about earlier right. is that was the package I was talking about because he still had like um, a lot of these souvenirs that he took because a lot of them he kept in a treehouse that he had built for his son that his son stopped using and I was like how is that not sketchy nobody's gonna notice the middle aged man that's climbing up in the treehouse by himself without his kids his kids like nineteen or some shit. And they're like, man, when are they going to tear that down? Why is he going into it? No, because being married, you need a place. Yeah. He needed to get away from his wife. Yeah. Treehouse works. He knew she wasn't so, going to climb that tree. Yeah. So in January of 05, he actually tried to leave a cereal box in a pickup truck in Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But the the owner of the truck just threw it away. And then they found it in the trash. Uh uh, after he asked what happened to it in another message, because he never heard about it again, so they check the surveillance tapes, surveillance tapes, and they see some black, dark figure in a Jeep Cherokee putting the box in there. Uh, yeah, and then February of '05, more postcards were sent to KAKE, a local station, Cake, Kaka, uh, and another cereal box left at a a rural location. Well, the important thing what kind of cereal box is it right if it was fruit loops or raisin bran he can go well fruit loops is good. i, I like, like fruit, fruit loops. loops raisin bran go fuck yourself i actually like i like raisin bran crunch oh you're 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 wrong i don't know i'm weird 
I haven't had it in years. It might not be like I used to be, but like Fruity Pebbles. Oh, fuck that. Crunch Berries. Yeah, fuck that. I love Crunch Berries. Golden, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, I can do me since. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is a good cereal. It is hands down the best milk that is left. Ah, uh, Cookie Crisp makes it a mm, good fucking milk. 20 years ago. Well, I don't know about now. I, well, I haven't had it probably in 20 golden years. Crisp. I love Golden Crisp no. with Sugar Bear. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I can take it. I can taste the difference. You know what? Milk. Sugar Smacks and Golden Crisp. What other cereal makes a good milk and it's surprising? Cheerios. Nah. Uh, Frosted Flakes. Eh, yes, a little bit. Apple Jacks. Mm. Apple Jacks makes some damn good fucking milk afterwards. I don't understand it. Yes. You're such yes. How do we get goddamn BTK using the cereal? Tricks. Tricks are for kids. Tricks, the cereal is okay. The milk was pretty good afterwards. Uh, I never did like tricks. And honeycombs. Yeah, honeycombs. Honeycombs were good. Yeah. Um, and Captain Crunch also made some decent peanut butter. I love every Captain Crunch product. I, see, I'm not a big berry Reese's guy. Puffs was all right. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little disappointed with Reese's Puffs. It was all right. I mean, I'm a... Blueberry's good. Count Chocula. I don't think I did Count Chocula. Yeah, Count Chocula is just like, I don't know. If you've had any chocolate cereal. I haven't had this. I, I don't do cereal. Okay. Anyway. And yeah, yeah. Get back to the BTK. Uh, <laughs> um, so here's where we get really funny to me. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> you need the Viagra for your fucking. Bluetooth, sponsor us. For your microphone, it just went so, limp. So, in his uh, while he was corresponding with the police, he asked if he put his writings on a floppy disk if it could be traced or not. No, it couldn't. Of course, the police said, "No, no, Mister BTK Killer, how would we ever do such a thing like that?" I was a fucking idiot. Uh, yes, and they answered that in a in an ad posted to the Wichita Eagle. That's kind of how they were corresponding with him because obviously they don't have a return address. Until now, um, saying it would, of course, it would be safe to send us a floppy disk, sir. So on the 16th of February, 05, he sent a purple 1.44 megabyte Memorex floppy disk to the Fox affiliate KSAS TV in Wichita, Kansas. There was also a, a letter, a gold colored necklace with a large medallion, and a photocopy of the cover of Rules of Prey, which is a, a novel by John Sanford about serial, a serial killer. So let's get into the funny stuff. Police found metadata embedded in a deleted Microsoft Word document that was unknown to Raiders still stored on this floppy disk. You jackass. The metadata contained the words Christ Lutheran Church, and the document was marked as last modified by Dennis. Yes, an internet search determined that a Dennis Raider was president of the church council. And then investigators drove to Raider's house. A black Jeep Cherokee was there. Huh. The same type that was seen in the Home Depot footage. Yeah. And then this, that was, that's pretty circumstantial evidence. Pretty strong. Right. But not strong enough to really take him down and detain him. It's enough to question him and shit like that. But you can't detain him off of that. So what do they do? They get a warrant to test a pap smear 
taken from Raider's daughter at the Kansas State University Medical Clinic. Those DNA tests showed a familial match between the pap smear and the sample from Weggerly's fingernails from her fighting back. Which obviously shows that the killer was related to quite, her. quite closely related right. to Dennis Raider's daughter. And combined with all the other shit, that gave them enough to arrest Dennis Raider. Yes, such um, a non-climactic. It's funny though; part. like it, it's not funny. It's it, it does have its comedic moments where, like on February twenty fifth of oh five, because he didn't get caught till oh five, fourteen years after his first murder. Oh, fucking, long, no, or after his last murder. Yeah, what thirty four years after yeah, his right. first murder? Yes. Um, and he literally, he would have he would have continued to get away with it if he wasn't a cocky prick that needed that satisfaction of that. It, well, and he did say he was going to start doing it again. So, and pretty good chance he would have got caught with modern technology. Let's be honest. For a cocky, he was obviously not smart. No. Um. So he was arrested on the twenty fifth of February in '05. Um, an officer actually asked him, Mr. Raider, do you know why why you're going downtown? And Raider replied, oh, I have suspicions why. Dickhead. Uh, yeah. So, you know, then you go to court where, like, really, he was charged with uh, 10 murders, set bail at $10 million, got a public defender, Excuse me. Um, the on on May third, the judge entered his not guilty plea on his behalf uh, since he didn't speak at his arraignment. Mm-hmm. But then on June twenty seventh, uh, the scheduled trial date. That's when Dennis Rader actually changed his plea to guilty and started describing the murders in detail. Um, his fucking at his arraignment or his sentencing, people made comments from the victim's family and shit. And then after all that, he apologized, quote-unquote, in a 30-minute monologue that a prosecutor said was much like an Academy Award acceptance speech. And did I think I saw or read somewhere that the family members of the victims mm. got up and left? I would have. I think they did not want to hear it, and they left the courtroom. And I would have. Yeah. Ooh, that's not bad. So he got 10 consecutive life sentences with a minimum of 175 years. Um, and then, like, when the, they said when he when they took him to the El Dorado Correctional Facility, he just talked about, like, the weather and shit. Yeah. Just normal, just fucking bullshit conversations. <laughs> uh, and then he, he's been in solitary confinement ever since. The only thing that's changed for him is in 2006, uh, he was allowed access to television and radio and was allowed to read magazines, which he shouldn't even get that. And there, there he did get investigated for a lot of, uh, like, a handful of other shit. None of them stuck. What was his official body count? I was it, I'm honest, ten. ten? For some reason, I, I thought I heard somewhere, like, it was actually... 30. Maybe that's how many they thought. They well, they tried to like drop right. more shit on right. him than he really, but like I said, they, they tried to drop quite a bit of stuff on him that just didn't stick. 
because what what he had seven just in two murders. It, his first murder was, was four. four, and then he didn't have another one that was three. No, he had the Otero family was four. four. The Brights were two. That's six. That was that's his biggest numbers at one oh, time. I thought one of them was three. Other than that, it's single, single digits, or not single digits. It's a single murder at a time. So, you know, the that's sa- Dennis Rader. The sad, the documentary I watched a few years, oh. you know, was based around his daughter. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Well, because his daughter, like, has his daughter more power to her, had the ability to come out and be like, I will never forget what happened, but I forgive you for what you've caused it for me in my life. And I was like, that's. Uh, I, I'm not a religious person, but if there, if a saint is a real thing, then she's fucking pretty close to it. Um, but uh, well, if I remember correctly, and I could be getting this wrong from this documentary that I watch. You know, it's been a while. She, you know, naturally, her and her mother had the same reaction, the expected reaction, when they find out, you know, their father and husband, well, uh, where they want nothing to do with them. Well, his daughter or his wife actually got. Granted a, uh, fuck, what's the, t- hold on. There's an actual term for this shit. Give me a second. Oh, fuck. It's a, it's like an emergency divorce. Hmm. Yeah. And she Even actually, faster than an annulment? Uh, fuck. Yes. In t- July 26th of 05, uh, after his arrest, his wife was granted an emergency divorce. Hmm. Which I, I guess just waits the normal waiting period. I didn't know that was an option. Right. I would have used that method and back in 2010. This, an interview in 2019 with ABC is what you're talking about, I think. What? His daughter said that she still writes to her dad. Right. And has forgiven him, but still struggles to reconcile that well, he's who he is. I guess now she is. They are forming some sort of relationship through via correspondence yeah which well, you can't blame the crazy thing for for this story too is like i want i kind of i wanted to try to pull some of it clip some out for the show but i was like dude this show's gonna be so fucking long and we're gonna be on so late like this is long for us to be on well i, I get i uh, knocked that out pretty yeah quick. time-wise we're pretty good we're just late because we started late. i mean even still like i knocked that out pretty quick there's a lot of information yeah. i did just kind of read through it but uh I'm fucking tired but his confession or or his I guess it's, I don't know if it's really a confession because it's in court. But did you watch that? I. It's like, dude, you need just watch it. It's literally like forty minutes long. I think it was him the- sitting, standing there, and the judge is going in order down the line. Uh, on this date, tell me about the Otero family, and like he literally just stands there and just normal as fuck, just walks him through the murder of everybody that he asks about. Right. Like no. in detail. Because there's a lot of shit going on there. Um, like, he even talks about, uh, he says at one point, points out that he was dropped on his head as a kid, which I'm not downplaying concussions or CT or anything. Like they, it can cause some fucked up stuff. Yeah, but on. getting dropped once. Or even, like, he even went, he's so, he bites so many other serial killers. Like, he's he stole the Zodiac thing with the correspondence and the, the, the logo, if you will. And then he's basically, to me, he steals like a son of Sam slash a couple other people thing. Cause there's, there's one, at one point 
you can read about how he said that it was a demon inside him. And he saw this demon as almost like frog-like. And it would tell him to do this shit. And I was like... At least he switched it from a dog to a frog. I was like, what the fuck? Good job there, buddy. I was like, what do you mean you have a a, a fucking frog demon dickhead? What is it? What are you talking to a sea slack from fucking Land of the Lost? This isn't Enoch the All-Knowing, like I said, the sea slack from Land of the Lost. Like, we're not talking about... What the fuck? You're not... Pierre the Frog. We're not talking about Kermit's. Hey, man. Dennis, you should really tie those people up and strangle them to death. That'd be awesome. That was a good Kermit. I'm going to go pork Miss Piggy. (laughs) Fucking douchebag. Now, the sad thing is about this is it, you know, getting back to his daughter, there's one point I want to make. I don't fault her for wanting to have some sort of relationship with. Her father. I don't even know if it's wanting to have a relationship with him as much as it might be just gaining closure for herself. But it seems like it, the, you know, I can't speak for her from from what I, that documentary, if I remember correctly, she continued, she forgave him, never understood, I, I forget how she worded it. Don't, she didn't, she wanted to communicate with her father. And it sounds like it is back and forth, more than just fuck you kind of thing you know it's just, so there is some kind of and i don't blame her for that honestly i mean you still your father even though he's a complete cock munch douchebag i mean yeah and i'm sure she wanted to gain wrap her head around why how she could live right. a normal what seemed to be a normal american family life right. and then behind closed doors this shit's going on right yeah because i also questioned how nobody fucking caught him earlier Especially like the, the 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 Cub Scout thing is my thing. In some of the like pic- how the fuck how long you don't just go and like murder somebody in ten minutes and come back. Like how fucking long were you gone from these Cub Scout outings that somebody wasn't like, man, Dennis has been gone for a while. And some of these pictures, oh, that, that lady died last night a mile away from where we were on our camping strip. That's crazy. Literally and, nothing about that could ever line up. And he took some of those pictures of himself yeah. in the woods. While they tied up with fucking you know the mask on right. and shit like that, in while they were on these trips with the Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, whatever. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's you know, given the Boy Scouts, but a it's, bad I mean, name. also it's like I said though, like he was he was such a normal dude, ballsy as all hell. I give him that. Yeah, and like he's a. If you walk by this dude walking down the street, you would never think he's a serial killer. Uh, you'd yeah. be like you'd be like that guy definitely teaches fucking fifth grade English, right? No math. He's a math guy. He looks like a math, uh, okay. math teacher. He, he kind of reminds me of uh, Breaking Bad. Just Walter White. Yeah, just chemistry. Thick, just thicker around her face. We're not a bad if he, one. If he thinned out his face a little bit, was a little bit thinner. He with, was the one who knocked with the mustache. Yeah. yeah. Or, or about when he start when Mr. Rainer, it's time to choke, bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's I bet I. It, it's a it's a it's a fucking sh- crazy story. Let's see what's Moon you have to say here. Glad you liked it, Joy. Uh, <clears throat> man, even if these people are ill. I'll, what does it say? Ill? 
they are the world. I'm sorry if no help has gotten to them, but normal people are going to act against them. And it, yeah, I mean, well, it's true, but it's it's like we said, it's just, it's your it's your kid and your parent. I mean, I don't falter for wanting to understand and yeah, I want because from and, what, from my understanding, it doesn't seem like she's really like building a strong of. What is it? Fraternal or paternal? Paternal relationship with her dad. It's just a. I think it's just kind of trying to understand the whole thing. But I wouldn't even mind it. I wouldn't blame her if she did want to have some sort of. I mean, know, correspondence relationship with with. Him. I wouldn't blame her. It's not her fault. Her dad's a. Like, <laughs> She's like, yeah, Dad, I just got that big promotion. And then she gets a letter back to be like, "Good to see you're killing it, honey." <laughs> you think and then she's like, "I'm not responding anymore." <laughs> you know, I don't seriously doubt he has that good of a sense of humor. I, from what I understand, he doesn't have any fucking sense. Yes, so because he's a total fucking psychopath. He's he's a, a narcissist. He's got antisocial disorders. He's got. Uh, obsessive compulsive disorders like these are all things that have been known from fucking uh from investigations and 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 mental health checks since he's been detained because and that was the other thing is um did you see the whole thing about the fbi profile of of that of the btk killer but like back in the day uh I'm... it was like 80 percent completely off really they were saying that of course, like, that was back this is a person that that is alone all the time and they've probably never never felt real emotion towards another person and they live by themselves and bit a bit a bit a bit a bit a bit and I'm like, no, dude, this was a family man on his day to day life. Like the FBI was almost entirely wrong. Like Yeah, I mean it, it, that's not it can't be an exact science. Oh well, no. I mean, not. and it was pretty new back it's then. It's still. Too. We're talking about like the seventies. Yeah, but I'm, you would think because well, you got to remember, Ed Kemper was part of the, right, part of the forefront of forming that squadron or that team that would do these uh, analyses of serial killers and criminals. Right, but you would think over by the mid or the early two thousands, they since he hadn't been caught, they'd revamp that, you know, profile. You would think. I'm. I don't think he was really on anybody's radar at that time. Yeah, well, maybe it's been so long. Like it, it yeah, had been thirty four years since at the start. Thirty of almost. Sorry, 30, almost thirty four years since he started. When did he get caught again? Two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand five. Then he started in seventy three. Was his first one seventy one? So I thought the or Ortegas or whatever the first seventy one. I, I thought that was seventy three. Well, whatever. So yeah. Basically, my lifetime. Yeah. He was active for... For, oh, for longer than I've been alive. Oh, yeah. His first murder was right around... Well, I was born in 72. So, you know. And he didn't get caught till I was in my 30s. Yeah. So, I just aged myself. So, I'm not 114, as Travis likes to say. 115. Two and a half. But yeah, that uh, like it or not, that is Dennis Raider in a nutshell, folks. 
Yeah, but that's just... 11 p.m. Yes. I have to work in the morning. Well, so do I, so it's all good. We are going to... we're still going to sit here and bullshit for like another... But three. we're going to start wheeling her in. Oh, no, I'm not talking about here. No. Just, no like, when do we ever just fucking... Then I leave. That's true. That is true. It'll be... Yeah, or wind. But... On our green screen. It's not a green screen. I'm not taking it off, though. It's not a green screen, but it looks good, damn it. It does look good. So, for all of you... It looks so much... Like, I thought it was going to look cool. It looks way we better. We almost that. look like we know what the fuck we're doing. It's almost... We're not done yet. There's still no. some pieces going in here. Yes. There will be continued additions to this. But we want to thank everybody that joined us in the live chat. Uh, we got we had Munu, we had Gonzo was here for a while. Jenny was here. Who was Jade was here. Joy Gregory Greg was here. You know we want to thank those guys who and girls who actually had some numbers. Tonight. Yeah, who uh, kept the oh, chat going oh, on. It was lively in the chat. We we liked that to see that from you guys. <clears throat> Don't forget about Wednesday, eight o'clock. We will be back. Who will be here? Who knows? But this, the what the fuck Wednesday is the name we settled on. I like it. What the fuck Wednesday? I don't have to worry about being on camera as much anymore. I don't know why I'm kicking my shoes off now right before we're done, but like it just seems like a great idea. I just talked about serial killing and strangling for two hours. But you can join us. For, it'll be 8 o'clock Wednesday. Uh, be more of a weird wacky noise or wacky news story kind of kind of kind of episode you know nothing too serious no topics just whatever i find in the news we will talk about and travis travis is making making oh. funny you know and it will not be a very long episode i'm gonna i want to keep these under an hour the what the fuck wednesdays what the fuck wednesday from eight to nine up with a heart out a hard out at nine. <laughs> Depending on what time we start. I plan, I'm starting with, with, I'm starting at eight o'clock sharp. Whether I'm here or not. Whether you're here, you can come in late. That's fair. Because, oh, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be more fun. Uh, it's going to be a fun app. It's kind of reminiscent of the old shit show. Good times. You know, just, you know, nothing major. No big storyline. Just news. Just... Facts. And it's going to be crazy. We should facts. be real assholes and make put this behind the Patreon paywall. No, 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 no. This is going to be free for the masses. We do. <laughs> but that's really, you know, that's why. We, and I'm actually thinking about Thursdays. You might want to, if you don't take the podcast in, if via audio or your favorite potty, podcast app, potty, potty app, your favorite potty app, podcast app, you might want to check there as well and subscribe to that because I think. Maybe twice a month on Thursday, have a throwback Thursday, and do a classic. Just talk shit about ourselves. Just re- no, just repay it. No, just replay the kind of do a new intro. We might record an. Oh, intro. on YouTube? No, on no, just the audio feed. Mm. Just on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio on Thursdays. Uh, it won't be on YouTube. It'll just be on the RSS feed for the podcast listeners. Where we'll just I'll just play an old episode, but maybe cut a new intro. We might cut an intro for him on Monday, or uh, when we do the Sunday show, we'll cut a new intro for it. But be on the lookout for that a couple times a month. Uh, I think that's about it. Don't forget, you can follow us on 
all the major podcast apps. You can share the episode. But I'm not podcast app. All the major social media apps. What the fuck am I talking about? You know, follow us on Instagram at ghost underscore night underscore podcast. Uh, Twitter at night underscore ghost. You can find little short videos, TikTok at ghost of the night dot podcast. That's Travis's baby. And on Facebook, which we're not as active TikTok, on Facebook. Sorry. Uh, Facebook is at Ghost of the Night. Those are our social medias. Be sure to like and follow us on all those to get updates and see some of our shenanigans that we do. Uh, if you want bonus material or just want to support us, go to patreon.com slash GITM podcast. That is our Patreon account. We do have... I, we get, <laughs> we have, we're getting back on fucking putting shit on there, too. Yeah, I've kind of started putting some of our some of our shorts together on there but we i think there's over 60 so you know patreon only enough. episodes that you can only get from the patreon or for the behind the patreon wall uh that's really the best way to show support for the podcast other than just watching if you want to contribute to the fund in the background our green screen background which is not a green screen it does look good though it looks good man. we almost look like we know what we're doing Need to bring my side in. Uh, let's see. Oh, I see what it is. I see why my side. What do we got? As much. Also, I have a quick comment, if available. What do you have a comment about? I think she's talking about leaving a comment on the video. Oh, leave a comment. Maybe. Oh. Like it and leave a comment, and she shared it. So God love you. We thank you. You guys are great. What are we doing? Go ahead. I'm, I'm about to do some live fixing. Right now, because I'm pretty sure I know about yours shows up more than my side. Oh, oh look at my ass. Nobody wants to see that plumber's crack. Oh, it's not. It's tucked, isn't it? Yep. Kind of like your penis. Not my choice. Oh, yeah. I can tell already it's better. My penis? Uh, no. All right, but... I hope you guys like the new uh, look we got going on. Don't mind me. We aren't. We don't mind you. But like I said, thanks for everybody coming on. We will. Uh, Better. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> we will see you next. We will be back Wednesday at 8 o'clock. By that. My hey, thanks, Jade. For, uh, be sure to uh, share all that stuff on Facebook, too. Jade just. Uh, followed us on facebook so that is awesome we love to hear it uh be back on wednesday at eight o'clock for a little quick easy show and then we'll be back next sunday for a full-fledged fledged show 176 will be that number good night good night uh joy what the heaven gate Yes, we're doing. We're going down the cult. I want to be a cult leader. Heaven's Gate cult. I've literally been saying for like the last week. I'm just going to fucking start a, a a cult. I want to be a cult leader. I don't know. I I'm not charismatic enough. I am. You are. You can run. You can. Can I be the number two? Yeah, you, I'll be Jim Jones. You can be uh my Mister Muggs. Well, you know, Mister Muggs, the number two is the one that always rats out the big guy. I don't know. I just thought Mr. Muggs, the monkey, was the one that apparently... I think I think he might have run Jim Jones' uh, fuck schedule. He had a schedule. It'd be like drinking. Two for me, one for you. 
You'd die first. Good night, Jake. Thanks night. for thanks for showing up. Thanks for everybody showing up. Once again, we love you guys. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, you got anything you want to say? It's not a goddamn green screen. Take care, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We'll see you Wednesday and on the next Sunday for Heaven's Gate. We're out. Bye.